This episode is all about exercise. 2021 is around the corner, and I know you know, but exercise is very important when it comes to creating a mental health management plan. Now, this episode takes a slight different look at the topic. I sit down with Cleveland Hughes, who is the founder of Healing Mitt's Intentional Boxing Training System. That is a boxing system that is endorsed by many mental health professionals. We sit down and we talk about what his system entails and how it connects you to your best self. Enjoy. What we're not talking about with host Amy D. This is a friendly reminder that this show features heavy, hard, and sometimes bone-chilling conversations that are not meant for younger ears. In addition, swearing is present, and although attempted to be reduced to a minimum, it won't be edited in order to keep the integrity of the conversation. Thank you for listening. Welcome back. On this episode of What We're Not Talking About, we're going to be talking about the dreaded topic of exercise when it comes to managing mental health and mental illness. Now, I know there are a lot of mixed reviews on this, and as someone who has dealt with chronic debilitating anxiety since the age of seven, I know how absolutely ridiculous it is to say that exercise will make it go away. To borrow a quote from Jim Carrey, I believe depression is legitimate, but I also believe that if you don't exercise, eat nutritious food, get sunlight, get enough sleep, consume positive material, surround yourself with support, then you aren't giving yourself a fighting chance. Before I introduce our guest today, I want to make yet another disclaimer. This topic can be perceived as an extremely ableist topic. However, there are millions of individuals out there struggling with their mental health where the exercise talk about in this episode may not be an option for them. The purpose of the specific conversation is to shed an alternative light on New Year's resolutions and motivation that usually surrounds it. If you are someone listening to this that cannot partake in this type of exercise we're talking about, don't, but I do encourage you to find something that works for you. My grandmother, who is half paralyzed, does daily hand exercises to help with cognition and flexibility of the limbs that she does have. This daily commitment to her health at this current COVID time is one of the only things getting her through the day. That being said, boxing truly is for everyone, and there are elements of this practice that she can do. And don't worry, we'll be talking more about this during this episode. Now, without further ado, I am pleased to introduce today's guest, Cleveland Hughes, founder of Healing Mitt's Intentional Boxing Training and head coach of Mayweather Boxing in Chicago. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you guys so much. Uh, thank you so much for having me. If you guys hear any background noise, I'm just at the gym. So yeah, I'm excited to do this. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to chat with you today. Before we really jump into the topic at hand of boxing, I feel like I'm making all these like really weird like puns by accident um, but but I'd love it Cleveland if you could share a little bit about about your background with mental health and why you're so passionate about what you're doing today with Healing Mitts International well so I I actually got started in boxing when I was about 
19 years old. I was actually dealing with some, you know, personal issues of depression. And I, I knew something was wrong. So I, I went to a therapist. I was always into sports, but after high school, I didn't really have a sport to play anymore uh, because I didn't, you know, go to four-year college or anything like that or university or anything like that. So I was kind of lost for some recreational activity. And my therapist suggested that I try boxing. And what the result of that was a tremendous change in my entire life. It was unexpected. It wasn't something that, um, I thought was going to become my lifelong passion and my lifelong mission, but healing through boxing was such a powerful experience for me. I I created a whole system behind helping people heal uh, through boxing. That's so beautiful. And I completely understand that transition from being in a group setting of sports and the camaraderie that does add an element of support when it comes to our mental health. And as we you know, mature and graduate from high school or college, if we're, you know, able to play in college as well, losing that aspect can be an added, almost hidden element that really greatly affects the mental health. So I think that's really awesome that you were able to find boxing. Now, I know in my introduction, I talked a little bit about how it's an ableist perspective because we think that you need to be, you know, fit-ish, be on two legs with, you know, full use of your limbs. But I would love it if you could share with me and our listeners how boxing truly is for everyone. Yeah, it really, the the thing about boxing is boxing is very much like life. When boxing is just you and the other person, you know, so really what it is, is it's, it's a fight with yourself for the most part. It's, it's a battle with it's a battle with anxiety. It's a battle with stress. It's a battle with anxiety and all those things. You know, it's everyday life. Like we have to deal with all these different things. And that's what I feel is the the real secret sauce to the boxing training is the fact that we all have challenges and boxing helps you face those challenges. And I mean, and that's basically what I'm trying to do with the healing mid system is create a more inclusive boxing environment for you know, people of all different shapes, sizes, heights, weights, and abilities. And that's really beautiful and awesome because, I mean, I've done a bit of boxing myself and interviewing you has actually reminded me that I really loved boxing when I was doing it. So I actually signed up for an introduction to boxing starting in January. So thank you for giving a little kick to my, my tush as well even though you didn't know, but yeah, I really like what benefits, like when you first started, what was the, like the first thing or this, like the first few things that you really noticed were changing about you? Well, the thing was, is there is an exercise in boxing that we call shadow boxing. And it's where you stand in front of the mirror and practice your technique, study yourself, see what you're doing and look at what you can improve. And I mean, as a young man, I never spent that much time in front of a mirror before, other than brushing my teeth and, you know, brushing my hair, you know, getting ready for my days. And this one, you know, this exercise opened up a self-reflection, a introspection that I had never practiced before. So yeah, that was the first thing is that my self-awareness, I'd be the awareness of myself came to the forefront. I actually started to look, look myself in the mirror, look myself in the eye 
and uh, get a feel for, you know, who I, who I really was. Yeah. And that's, that's so integral when it comes to really unpacking like our own individual trauma or experience when it comes to our mental health and our mental illness. So I think that's really beautiful that that's what that first step was. It's very complementary to what happens when we really commit to working on ourselves to find some peace within. Yeah, definitely. And so that, that was the first step for me was self-awareness. So what, so what came next? What was like, that was one thing because sometimes like self-awareness comes up and you're like, oh crap, like there's a lot of stuff here that I don't want to deal with. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, totally. And and that, and that, it definitely, I totally understand what that feels like, man, there's a lot of things here that I don't really want to deal with, but that, that was the reason for me to continue to keep going and try to get better because there were so many things that I needed to improve on. And so that was the first thing. Self-awareness was the first thing. The second thing was managing my anxiety, managing my fear, because boxing is a contact sport, high contact, more contact than most sports. I mean, it's the only sport where the, the object of the game is to go out there and punch the other guy in the face. So I, I recognized very soon that, you know, being in a sparring situation, you needed to control, you need to calm down, relax, and not get angry not get excited, but stay calm, relaxed, and and work from like a zen-like state. And it was kind of counterintuitive because I imagined that it was more so about being the bigger, stronger guy, you know, and, and being more dominant in the ring. And it was more so about being more relaxed and being more responsive to what your, what energy your opponent was bringing to you and what energy you were bringing in the ring. Mm, yeah, I really like that. That's That's really... Interesting. Like I have such a different relationship with exercise that it hasn't really brought a lot of self-awareness to me. And that's just because I was personally like kind of forced to do exercise as a child, which I'm very thankful for because it was an outlet for me because I was very anxious as a kid, very, and I had depressive moods in high school and exercise did help me, but that is like, I really like that insight on it. So at what point did you decide, or did you like clue into the fact that you're like, wow, this is like life changing, like something, something like shocking is happening in like a really positive way. Like what was that moment for you? Had, you know, it was probably a few months after practicing, everything had changed. You know, I I had just become so much more calm, grounded and confident and, and who I was and what I was doing. It just, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of like a tough guy effect, you know, that there's some guys out there that, that, you know, have this uh, persona, you know, this uh, almost like an act of being tough and it kind of makes them a bit obnoxious, but the guys that, you know, are physically fighting each other all the time have a more relaxed, Zen-like, you know, what's the word? Energy to them, and I, I started to, I started, I, I, my my tough guy persona shifted greatly, and and I was be, I, it, actually, I became a lot more magnetic, a lot more attractive. People enjoyed being around me, and much, you know, like I, I became a better person, and that was after just a few months. My confidence had changed, and that, I mean, you know, and then my circle of friends started to change. It started, you know, I started having more friends and things like that. So. 
I mean, it was really a really huge thing for me mm, to just yeah. relax. Yeah. And it sounds so simple, right? Like just to relax, but there's so much more that's happening than that. Yes. Yes. So, so you mentioned that your, your circle of friends started to change. Now I'm curious to know, like, as you started to partake more and more in boxing and change your perspective and lose a bit of your anxiety and depression. And did you find that your circle of friends just grew or did you, did it change? Were there people that weren't comfortable with the change that they were seeing in you? Well, it it definitely grew. The people that were around before kind of watched me struggle Mm -hmm. and then they got to watch me thrive. And, you know, I made a lot of new friends being in the boxing gym, you know, friends that had, you know, athletic accomplishments that I, I had only dreamed of, you know, accomplishing, you know, national champions and such. It just it just felt really good to be in that circle of people and to have the respect of those guys. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's really awesome because there are people that when they go through changes, some other individuals, like individuals that are also maybe suffering with them, they don't like that. They don't they see it as a slight against themselves. And it's really great that you were able to that you were able to bring everyone with you as well, because that's so powerful in its sense in itself, because you're you're positive, you're experiencing a more like more ease in your life. And then that's ricocheting and reverberating around your community and, and family. And, and yeah, I told, and I did, you know, I did experience some people being not so excited about the changes that were happening, but I was so focused in what I was doing that I didn't really react to them. You know, I just allowed them to say what they wanted to say and feel the way that they felt. And a lot of them, a lot of the people just stayed around. (laughs) You know, it's like, hey, this is uh, this is who I'm very happy being this person. And uh, I'm not going to make any changes because it makes you uncomfortable. If you want to keep hanging around, please do. But if not, no problem. <laughs> you know, I just kind of I, I just became a whole lot more self-sufficient. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I'm a little jealous. I wish I had that <laughs> that ability to talk like that to my friends. But that's that's really cool. That's really awesome. I I'm, I'm curious to know, like, at what point did you go from just being a boxing is it student? Is that what you call yourself when you're just, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We're a student. We're okay. a student. Yes. Yes. Yeah. From, from being a student to creating healing mitts, intentional boxing system. Well, uh, that would be, I think about eight years later okay. when I created the intentional, the intentional boxing training system, but I started coaching you know, probably about a year after entering the boxing gym, because that's all I really wanted to do was be at the boxing gym. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, can I get paid to be here? (laughs) So it's like, this is all I really want to do. I just want to hang out in this environment with these people. How can I get paid to do this? And, you know, I I became a trainer and, you know, I coached people there and I continued to coach people. And and it it sort of became like almost like a fitness thing. Like I was like just a fitness trainer. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll fast forward a little bit, like seven years later, you know, and I was doing, I was doing more like fitness training, you know, doing like boot camps and, you know, those kinds of things and, you know, doing weight loss with people and such. But actually I'm originally from California. Then I moved to Chicago a couple of years ago. And when I came to Chicago, I said, all I want to do is be a boxing coach. And that, and that's when the mindset shifted. And I started talking to people more so about 
you know, the mental health benefits of boxing. I mean, because I asked people why they wanted to do boxing in the first place, and it wasn't because they wanted to lose a few pounds. They did it because they were suffering for some sort of mental weight, something that was weighing heavy on their psyche. And boxing gave them an outlet to to express that. And so when I recognized that that's why people started, and I was like, man, well, that's pretty easy because I know the whole process because this is exactly what I went through. So I actually went and I created a system that focuses on the pieces of boxing that seem to be so therapeutic, not just the exercise portion, because we all know that the benefits of endorphins and all these other great things that happen when you exercise, but what specifically cognitively what happens um, in a boxing situation that could help somebody with, with their mental health. And so that's why I came up with the Healing Smiths Intentional Boxing Training System. That's so cool. So what I won't get you to like give it all away, but like what's one aspect that you focus on in that that isn't just about the like the endorphins? Well, there are several things, but I've broken it down into four principles and we'll we'll just start off with the first principle. The first principle is what I call the art of relaxed intensity. Mm. And it's basically you just it, it, I mean, the words that the words almost explain it enough, right? It's, yeah. it's being in a state where you are relaxed and ready to react, but not overreacting, only reacting to real, to real threats. You know, somebody is actually trying to, you know, throw a punch at you. And what I found was, like I said, and the saying is do nothing until you're doing something, right? Until it's time to act, do nothing and, and until then, because if not, you'll be thrown off your game. And the way that I found that that transferred to everyday life was just being in a relaxed, in a relaxed and intense state. It's almost like a, a tender aggressiveness where, you know, you're ready to listen and negotiate but you're also ready to go on the offense when the time is right. Mm. I think that's such a beautiful metaphor for life almost. Yes. I mean, and, and that's, that's the, that's what I, that, and that's why I call it the intentional boxing training system system, because I'm the intention is to help you be a better person in life Mm -hmm. to give you tools that you can use inside and outside the gym in your practice as a boxer and in your, practice as a human navigating life and its challenges. Yeah, absolutely. So for, for individuals that are looking to get started in boxing, maybe not with your system because they're not able to access a gym or get out and about because of this, you know, dreaded pandemic that's happening. What are some tips that you have for people to get started? The, the thing about when it when people think about doing things is I've noticed because I ask my clients, you know, how long have you wanted to do this? And the average answer is usually over a one year. And sometimes I hear something like 10 years or 20 years. And the, the biggest obstacle, I think, is overthinking, you know, action kills anxiety. If there's something in your heart that you really want to try, it, it, may it be boxing or something else, don't think about it too long. Try to try your best to make a decision soon and take action and you will know. I mean, because 
I think that people are really bad at predicting what's going to make them happy or what's going to make them feel good. We all have these ideas and these ideals. And a lot of times that they're, they're not what things don't turn out to be what we thought they were. And, but if you never start, you don't give yourself an opportunity to see whether this is a good thing for you or not. So think about it from that perspective, get started, see if this is good for you or not. And then if it's good for you, keep doing it. If it's not what you're looking for, reassess and try to find something different. Yes. I really like what you said about the biggest obstacle is overthinking because I mean, I've, as I said earlier, like I've been struggling with anxiety most of my life and you just get in this cyclical, like horrible, like loop of like, Oh, I want to do something. And then you're like, okay, but then this and this and this and this and this and this. And And as you said, it like kills the action. Like you just, you end up, you're like, yeah, never mind. It's too much. Like my brain's exhausted. Like I don't actually really want to do it. And then you'll put it at bay. And then like maybe in six months, you'll do it again or like in a year. And then it just, some of us just get stuck there without being able to get into action for so long. So I think that's really great that you, you said that. That's so so key to getting really, or to putting your mental health and your health in general at the forefront of your life. Yeah. And, you know, I was, I was scrolling on Instagram, which is not a good habit, but I was scrolling on Instagram and somebody had posted something that said, my well-being is the only thing that is urgent. And it really struck it really struck something in me because I think that what we really need to be overthinking is our well-being. Like, yeah, we need to get started ASAP. We need to get started yesterday. If it's something that is is not in alignment with our, you know, with our life's purpose and we're not feeling right, like we need to get started as, as soon as we can. Oh, and then one more tip for overthinking, get a coach, even if, even it's virtually. I think that It'll help ease your anxiety if you put it, if you help put some of the burden on somebody else. You hire somebody to be there for you, and all you have to do is show up. Yes, I think that's perfect. Yes, I think when we have someone to hold us accountable, that adds such another layer of healing and processing that you can't get when you're there by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So that's beautiful. Well, Cleveland, it's been so nice. And wonderful talking to you about this. I know that the listeners are going to take a lot from this. Now, I always, well, actually, before I go into the last question, I just want to say that you or you, as in the listeners, will be able to find all the links to Cleveland and how to connect with him on social in the show notes in the description below. So please, if you'd like to connect with him, go there, click the link and you'll be directed to the right place. Now, I love to get the guest to leave to end the conversation. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you one question. So with New Year's coming up, this is live as of like the mid of December. And with everything that's going on, all the stress of 2020 coming to an end, what are some or what are your words of wisdom when it comes to starting 2021? on on the best foot possible um that is a good question and the best thing i could advise anybody to do is to stay in the moment 
put your feet on the ground. Don't think about what happened yesterday or what could happen tomorrow. Deal with what's right in front of you and you will find yourself in a powerful position to make changes to any and all situations and healing any and all wounds and accomplishing any of and any of all goals if you stay in the moment and and stay focused on what it is that you want to accomplish that's my best advice for people thank you so much for listening to this episode of what we're not talking about it would mean the world to me if you subscribed and shared this episode with anyone you think needs to hear it. As valued listeners, I also wanted to remind you that if you're ever looking for a specific topic to be covered, please get in touch with me on Instagram. My username is amy.demone, or you can simply click the link in this podcast description. I can't wait to hear from you. 